All right, welcome to the Kaleo Podcast. Uh, so good to have you to join with us. We uh, we want you to share this with folks. We'd like for you to give us also a rating uh, to give us uh, to rate our podcast. Uh, we'd like to be able to begin to boost this a little bit. Uh, got, uh, of course, uh, Pastor Bear with us today. Hello. And uh, we got our friend, our good friend and brother. We love him so much, uh, Jeff Schaefer. Good to be here. So Jeff's with us today. We're going to talk a little bit today about really the sacramental life, the sacramental life. And what does sacramental mean? Good question. Um, this is a word. It's an old word. I mean, we don't, especially amongst our stream of people, I don't know if, I think we're scared to use this word because I think we think that we're, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. It yeah. sounds religious. Right. And Catholic. Uh, yeah, it's Catholic. almost like it's Catholic, which there's nothing wrong with Catholic. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, that's, that's, but I think people fear when we talk about the sacrament, especially about communion, mm-hmm. that we go, are going maybe, maybe too far to the right to say that, you know, a sub trans uh, or a transubstantiation, which it actually becomes the body or the blood of Jesus and washes our sins away or, or whatever. But, uh, but it's a word, it's a valid word. I mean, it's a word that's been used. I mean, I have a hunger in my heart. I don't know about you guys, but I have a hunger in my, hunger in my heart just to get back to some ancient faith. Mm-hmm. Patristics. Yeah, back back to, right? I mean, we can't say that these people were like, uh, I mean, I think we talk about the early church and it's almost like they're like, and I get it, it was in its infancy. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But it's almost like we've evolved now. Mm-hmm. Right. Would you would you agree with that? Yeah, I think I think part of part of it is just the tradition that we find ourselves in, uh, the Protestant tradition, and and you know the clear break that we had in the Protestant Reformation, which you know was justifiable, but there's also um, you know there's also a rich history of yes. early church. Yes. Um, you know, we, of course, you had the Dark Ages, you had the the things that were going on with um, you know later in the Catholic Church and uh, the indulgences and things which you know were obviously um, not uh, extreme yeah yeah extreme but prior to that you know I mean I, I know me growing up I didn't know anything about the and and we live in a society where we can go now to the computer and pull up the um, you know the uh, the early church fathers and their all of their writings, all digital, right there on the screen, and that's, um, I mean, that's something that you know, prior to this, you know, last generation, maybe last hundred years, it wasn't really available. Um, so, well, yeah, what well, those, di- yeah. translation everybody could read. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And um, yeah, there's some really rich. You know, I think about it sometimes. We talked about it like a crime scene. It's like, I don't know why I think of it like that, but it's like. I don't want to know like a thousand, fifteen, two thousand years removed from it. The earlier you can go back to the source of the event, you know, you get in the minds and the the yeah. understanding of what these people were dealing with and going through, rather yeah. than the developed scheme, you know, the, yeah. the later on was produced. So yeah, so yeah. So, so the word sacrament. Okay. You know, well, no, no, I'm just saying that's okay. I mean, we want. I mean, I think we're afraid to use it at sometimes, but but the word sacrament, we want to really get it down. The word sacrament means something that's sacred. It, mm-hmm. It's it, when we say sacrament, we're talking about that God is present. Okay, now. As charismatics, right? I mean, uh, Pentecostal people, we we believe that God is present in worship, mm-hmm. in our singing, mm-hmm. uh, in um, 
uh, in baptism. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't believe just baptism. I mean, it's an outward show of an inward work. I get that. It's, a, it's shouting to the world. I say yes and amen to that. Mm-hmm. But it's also prophetic, right? And there's something powerful that's happening, right? I mean, we believe that. We believe when we lay, on, lay, lay hands on people that the Lord is present. And those are, we can say those are sacraments, right? The Lord is present with those. So when we talk about the communion table, we call it about sacraments, right? Sacraments, which means I call it a sacramental ordinance, which an ordinance is something that we obey, okay? So the Lord told us to do this. As often as we do it, we do it in remembrance of Him, talking about communion, right? Yeah. Uh, so it is an ordinance we are obeying, but it's sacramental also. Now, let's kind of shift it. We've talked about sacraments, but this, a sacramental life is that we believe that God is present with us in all things. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's what taking in means. That's what that all means. Whenever you take the blood in and the, and the body in. Well, I mean, it, 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 yeah, yeah, I mean it can be. I mean, I think that's a part of it. I mean... I mean, you know, uh, we've been spending, especially on Sundays here at FCF, been talking about this a lot of different ways. Correct? I mean, there's a lot of stuff we've been talking about. But I just want to, I want to stir up our sacramental imagination, Mm -hmm. right? That we begin to see um, the Lord um, in our own lives being present. Mm -hmm. Now, you guys can speak into this. I think that we have been uh, very much, I think Christianity has been very much influenced by Greek thinking, mm-hmm. uh, where God is upstairs, mm-hmm. we are downstairs. Mm-hmm. Every now and then, God comes down and visits. Mm-hmm. Right, He goes back. Right, uh, or we have this two tier level, two tier level view of the world. Mm-hmm. When we don't live in a two tier level, we live in a one story world. Right. So when I'm talking about sacramental being a sacramental life, we're talking about. You know, we are talking about us knowing that the Lord is present in this moment. Yeah. I mean, would you guys agree with that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm part of this. Yeah, I just looked up the um, what, what one of the definitions of it. It was a, a they believe that the divine grace was released yes. in the you yes. know, in the element, and so part of what you're saying um, is that that the element, the bread or or baptism or whatever the sacrament is, it, there is a release of divine grace, grace. Um, yeah. which I think you know would we could talk about like the spirit. Yeah. Um, or, yes. you know, it's so yes. there's, and, and that really is, I mean, that really was sort of the mission of Christ was to be, you know, all these um, metaphors in the Bible of, you know, Jacob's ladder, you know, the um, Jesus talking, to, uh, was it Nathaniel? Is that who he was talking to where he, he's, you know, seen him under the fig tree that, um, you know, the angels ascending and descending. It's all this picture of, you know, the connection that he is the meeting point of divine yes. grace. He yes. is where, you know, that meets. So when the bread shows up and we're t- at partaking, you know, like you said, we're consuming. I thought what Bear said was really good. You know, it's it's something that you're ingesting. Yes. And that yes. you're, you're pro- it's processing. And, yeah. and, um, and it's, it, it's a daily thing. We eat daily. I mean, it's to sustain our lives. Yeah, and I think this is what, this is, I think, the power of understanding this is that we're going to use the communion elements, right? Is is the bread is ordinary. Right. I mean, the juice is ordinary. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, bread has been something that's been, (laughs) people are partook of bread ever since the beginning of time. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? 
the beginning of time. But what I think is interesting is that the Lord uses, right, the bread, something that's ordinary, mm -hmm. something that's very ordinary, and infuses it with purpose, infuses it with he renames it. He said, this is my body. He, he takes something that's ordinary and makes it, now he gives it purpose and destiny, mm -hmm. yeah, right? And it's the same thing with our lives. Yeah. God takes our life, mm -hmm. which is ordinary. And, and I think that's, that can be talked about how, you know, um, you know, we so long, I mean, so many times, especially in the charismatic Pentecostal churches is that we're, we're all the time looking for the, the bang, Right. And yeah. the bang don't always happen. Right. But still, there's something that's supernatural that's going on. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, that's good. I mean, I mean, yeah. So so the Lord takes the bread with the sacram sacraments. We're talking about communion with this. And he takes bread. Right. He took the bread. He blessed the bread. He broke the bread and he gave the bread. Mm -hmm. He takes something that's ordinary. Right. Something that's very ordinary. And he makes himself known through it. Yeah. He makes himself known through the ordinary. Yeah. Which leads me to, to Luke 24. And again, we want to stir up today through this podcast a, a sacramental imagination that we can begin to see our lives, right, as being sacramental, mm -hmm. as being sacred. We are the bread. I mean, I, and, 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 for, and before we go to Luke 24, we're going to go there together and we got some things we want to share here real quick. But 1 Corinthians 10, the Apostle Paul, he gives his revelation about the communion table. And he says this in, in, uh, in verse 16. He says, uh, The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we, though many, are one bread and one body, for we all partake of that one bread. So he makes, he, and, and of course, we understand that we are the body of Christ. Apostle Paul points that out in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. You know Ephesians, Colossians. He ru he runs that that pearl throughout his teachings about the the church, but it, it says here he says the bread. He turns the bread now that they're taking in communion as to the body, as to them, as the members of the church, which I think is powerful. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a powerful point. I mean, he turns the bread in. Giving it purpose now and saying, no, no, you are bread. I want you to start having a sacramental imagination mm -hmm. and start seeing yourself as bread. The source, the, the representation of the source of life. I mean, bread, you know, is, is like you said, early anthropology. Bread is, grain is the source of life. So, yeah, Paul's turning the, uh, the imagery. Imagery, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of yeah. bread uh, in, you know, the church, and it's, he's using it as an, yeah, an example. Isn't so, that powerful? Yeah, it is. So, so think about this, and all our, think about this a second, all you listeners, that your life is like bread. Right. You are sacramental. God has infused you. With a, I mean, he renames you. Yeah. I mean, just like he took the bread and he said, no, this is not just bread. Jesus said, this is my body. Yeah, didn't he do that at, in Genesis 1? He takes he from did. the dirt of the ground. That's right. Created, That's good. He created man and he set him apart for occupation. And when you were saying that, the bread in the same way with the imagery, you know, the imagery of like he took something, substance of the earth, the good earth, 
and he yes. and he yes. turns it into um, you know imagery of the body of Christ. And um, I also think when you're talking about that that um, he also set it apart. He sanctified it. So, so it's it's able to contain the image of God. And in the same way, that's what we're called to become conformed to the image of the sun, you know? So it's all this imagery of, yeah, of taking and, and creating a sacred space, a clean, sanctified sacred space to be able to go mm. out and operate into the world. Mm. All of that imagery. Yeah, that's really it's, it's It's so powerful. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think that's been, uh, you know, of course, you know, we've been teaching this at, at, uh, here at the church at Faith Christian Fellowship for the last three weeks. And, um, you know, I've done lots of teaching on communion, but never like this, you know. Does this have anything to do with Passover? Because I know, G- was this a Passover dinner that they were doing? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, because I know Jesus mirrored a lot of Passover imagery with his his life, death, and resurrection. Yeah. That was all about the Yep. So I just I'm curious how you know this particular piece of the puzzle. I don't know adds to that. Oh, you mean like the our lives being sacramental? Well, if he's so he's is he just changing the Passover? Oh yes, absolutely he is. Now no, he's flipped it on its head. I mean now it's not about remembering. No, where they the Pharaoh and the mm. Egyptian. It's about remembering. It's a re-identification. His. It's yeah, yeah. That's what it really what it is. That's true. You're not slaves, and your yeah. story, Israel's story, was that we were slaves. Our God delivered us from <laughs> slavery, and you have to remember too. One of the points uh, N.T. Wright makes is that. Um, why was Egypt, I'll ask you, why was, um, why did Israel find that, or Hebrews, why did they find themselves in slavery in Egypt? And it was, it wasn't because of sin at that point. It was because they, the Bible says at the end, I think it's maybe the beginning of Exodus, it says that they found themselves in Egypt and the Pharaoh that was in charge didn't know Joseph anymore. So they just found themselves in a place where they were and growing in number and threatening the powers that were above. And so the whole idea is that that story, they, 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 their story came from that. God delivered them out of that. Mm-hmm. And so they lived their lives from a place of God is our deliverer and we were, we're, we're slaves, but, but that was the problem. That's where they were stuck is because even out of the slavery, they found themselves in the wilderness and uh, wanting to go back at times yeah. just to live. So Christ gives them a whole new identification. The Passover, the imagery gives them a whole new identification of who they are. They're no longer slaves our new story is, you know, yeah, a new ex- it's a new yeah, exodus. It's a new exodus. <clears throat> you know, he paints himself as the as a new in John six. He yeah. paints himself as the new Moses. Yeah, he paints himself as the Passover, uh, the Passover bread. Yep, bread from heaven. Bread from yes. heaven, manna from heaven. I mean, all this kind of sim- uh, imagery and symbolism. So Jesus flips the, the communion table. Is that's how he frames his what he's going to do with his death, burial, and resurrection. Yeah. And, and it wasn't no longer going to be something he was going to remember that's gone in the past, but something that was going to be remembered now. It's something he was going to be doing. Mm-hmm. It was, so yeah, I mean, so he does. I mean, you know, and I, and I think that uh, with this whole view of being sacramental, 
you know, we are delivered out of Egypt. We are delivered out of slavery. And now as the body of Christ, we now are, in a sense, right, the deliverers now. Mm-hmm. We now, just like Jesus, we are going, even though it's already been done, mm-hmm. we're still proclaiming that to the world, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, so again, I want us to begin to think of your, you got to start, I want us all to start thinking of our life as being sacred, mm-hmm. as a place where heaven and earth meets. Mm-hmm. And it's a place that, that, um, uh, we are, we're the bread yeah. that's being, has been broken and handed out to the world. We are still, that's still going on today mm-hmm. that people can partake of the body of Jesus Christ can partake of His goodness, can partake of who He is, and taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah. So, in Luke twenty-four, we have this interesting, and we want to just this is what we want to kind of focus in on today is is we have this interesting story in Luke twenty-four about after Jesus' resurrection, right? We have the Jesus' resurrection, and he he appears to these guys on the road to Emmaus. So we can we can pick this up in Luke 24 uh, in verse 13, and we're just going to kind of take bits and pieces out of this. Uh, I think the first part is interesting. It says, Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, okay, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened, so it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with him, but their eyes were restrained, so they did not know him. Now, I think this is interesting because they're moving away. Again, the word Emmaus, the, the name Emmaus means obscurity, okay? So they're, Jerusalem means city of peace or peace, right? So they're moving away from Jerusalem going towards Emmaus. So they're, they're moving away from peace into obscurity and not understanding and discouragement and confusion, right? That's where they're moving towards. And Jesus, this is his post-resurrection, appears, shows up, shows up, and he steps into the moment. Now, what I think about, talking about our, our lives, remember now, we got to think of our lives as being the bread, right, Cause and all that, is that Jesus comes down and starts to journey with him. He doesn't come day and come down and say ta da. He come, doesn't come down and say you know what follow me. He just comes down and joins them in the journey, in the middle of their sadness, in the middle of discouragement because they were. Mm-hmm. And it says that they were sad. He said he started having a conversation. You read on down through there. It says they were sad. They were discouraged. And it says their eyes were restrained. The word restrained means to arrest. Something had took possession of their sight, where they could not see. Mm-hmm. They couldn't see. I mean, personally, I'm reading into it. I think their sadness and discouragement kept them from mm-hmm. that, from seeing Jesus. Now, this is where it gets really interesting, mm-hmm. right? Because we're going to flip over here real oh, quick. That happen to us, All the time. Yeah. All the time. We get in the middle of our situations. We get in the middle of our problems, and we become discouraged, and we become down. Uh, now, look. let's look here real quick. Let's go down here to... Um, Verse uh, 28, then they drew near to the village where they were going, and he indicated that he would have gone farther. And they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. Now it came to pass, talking about they invited Jesus to go with them. Now it came to pass as he sat at the table. 
He sat at the table with them that he took bread, he blessed the bread, he broke the bread, and he gave the bread to them. Now this is where it comes in, verse 31. Then their eyes were opened and they knew him. After they took bread. After they took bread. Their sadness and discouragement had arrested their, their, uh, their lives. They couldn't see him, but he was made known to them yeah. through the breaking of bread. Yeah. They knew him. It says their eyes were opened. Yeah. <clears throat> right? Mm-hmm. Now, if we hook this in to what Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10, he calls us, right? The bread. Mm-hmm. So, again, Jesus has shown us. He blesses us. He takes us. He blesses us. He breaks us, right? Mm-hmm. And then we are given out to people mm-hmm. that they would know him. Right. That, that's come by sacramental imagination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Flipping the script a little bit here. It's more than just that bread. It's just more than that cup. It's our. It's a picture of our lives. Right. Yeah. It's a picture of us. And what I think is really cool is that Jesus. Again, we come back here to the early portion of this story, and Jesus is 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 he just steps down in the moment with them. Yeah. We got sad and discouraged people, and Jesus just comes down and sits down with them, or walks with them, and journeys with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their their limited um, view or understanding wasn't enough to keep him out of their house either. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's good. Yeah, but the but the other thing is is that you know I talk, like we talked yesterday. It's like how where how does he end up at the head of the table leading? Yeah, well, the thing? that's I think it's this is interesting. You need to understand is that the ho the the people that were hosting Jesus was responsible to do the blessing, right? Yeah. So go ahead now. Yeah, and then you find we find Jesus is taking the one over, taking over. He they given him lead at the table. Um, yeah, and that's and and we see that like in two chapters prior, Luke he I mean in detail when they were in the upper room, he says um, he says he took the bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and gave it to them saying this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me and I mean these are the same these are disciples they they would have you know immediately recognized even even though their their eyes were you know something wasn't able to see but it was the breaking of bread that they immediately realized and understood and knew and that's a that's gnosko that's a right right yeah that's, that's what it is testament about it it's intimacy intimacy knowing. yeah yeah, yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's. So what do you feel like, 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 I mean, think of, again, bringing back to this, this sacramental imagination, seeing ourselves as sacramental, right? Mm-hmm. How, what's this look like? I mean, you know, people's eyes are, people's eyes are closed, mm-hmm. right? I mean, sin has done that. Yeah. Yeah. Gen- Genesis 1, um, had you know, it's the whole idea that when you know Eve says that when she listened to the voice of you know the serpent, that if you if you pay if you look at the wording, she's it says their eyes became white, and she she the tree that she wasn't supposed to partake of became the thing that looked beautiful, and I forget how it reads, but it, it's basically that that it looked delicious, and mm. it and it became desirable once yes. he mentioned it. Um, but then, when they partake, took of the the um, you know the the fruit, or the knowledge of good and evil, then it says that their eyes were 
opened and like what you said yesterday they they were naked both on before and after but their eyes became open and it was it was an openness not to the spiritual realm anymore it was an openness to one another mm. that, and, and the disconnect from you know that spiritual knowing and the physical knowing mm. so in when Luke comes in and he ta- you've got Jesus coming in on the road to Emmaus and he's what's he doing he's imparting a different knowledge it's a different. It's a different knowledge. It's not the knowledge of evil. This is the knowledge you know, life. of life. Yeah, it's, a, so, it's, a, it's the tree. Yeah, it's, it's the tree exactly. of life. Is. Is, which is this yeah. is who he is. And so it, they partake of this knowledge, mm. and and it wasn't just I, I, what I think is interesting about Luke's passage is that it wasn't just the information. They they it says that they had the information. It says that they had the knowledge. But what was their problem? He says that they were slow of heart. It was a heart issue that was was dealing with that they were dealing with not being able to see and it's when he comes they he comes in their house he mm-hmm. invites him in and then we find him breaking the bread and then and what's amazing you know what's Luke trying to do here like when they when they seen him immediately he was gone yeah. and you know he well, why is that let's think about this a second well I mean I don't know I mean, I'm sure we're going to speculate yeah. but but I mean why is it that all of a sudden he's made known to them I mean he's been walking now I mean yeah. I mean I don't know how long this walk, it was seven miles, right, from Jerusalem to Emmaus, right? So I don't know where he joined them on the journey, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, let's just say he walked, let's just, I mean, you're at least talking about at least an hour probably of walking, right? So they're, you know, he's conversing with them, talking and showing them, talking to them about the kingdom and and who he was Mm -hmm. in the Old Testament, all that stuff, right? But, and all of a sudden now he's made known to them and Mm -hmm. then he just Mm -hmm. disappears, no, why? I mean, why, why does he just disappear in that moment after they 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 make they make no? He's made known to them, right, through the breaking of bread. I mean, yeah. they, they get so stimulated by what they saw, right, that they run back to Jerusalem, back to peace. They run back into after the place they were tired. After more. they were tired and sad and yeah. discouraged, and they run back to tell, listen, the Lord has risen, and He's been made to, known to us in the breaking of bread. Mm-hmm. Why is it that he just poof? Yeah. My my gut is that I, I believe that what it was, what the whole thing was for, was for them to see that he, the resurrected Christ, is no further away than right here in your in your in in you. That it's it's this idea that it. I mean, he. They realized they their eyes were open, and now they realize they went from being you know down and thinking that their Messiah was dead to believing. And all of a sudden, energized by faith to go out and do the mission. Okay, that was it. So he served his purpose. He's like, you don't need. I mean, if you know that I'm out here with you all the time, you don't need me here. That's what he told Thomas. Yeah, that's what Thomas. Thomas, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's better for you. You know, blessed are those who believe Believe and and do not see. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like Jesus said in John 16, He said, "It is to your advantage I go away, right? Because if I go away, I'll send." The, para- yeah. the paraclete yeah. to you, yeah. the one that's just yeah. like me, yeah. and he's going to get on the inside of you, right? Yeah. Which, again, we're coming back here to the sacramental mm-hmm. life, yeah. that it's a sacred, you are a sacred vessel mm-hmm. that God's yeah. present with. That God yeah. is all the time present with. Yeah. So, not up on Mount Olympus. Right. No. No. And it's not, yeah. I mean, and I, and I think that's the whole key, and I, that's what we're trying to get at today is that... As we have, you know, as we partake, and again, we've been talking a lot about communion around here, but as we partake of the communion elements, mm-hmm. 
We become what we eat. Yeah. So we are partaking, like you said earlier, we, we, we take in, right? He said, if you're fit, you got to feed mm-hmm. on me. But, but at that moment, when we start understanding it, we understand that we are sacred space, mm-hmm. that we are the temple of God, mm-hmm. that he is in us, that he's not somewhere out here. He's not somewhere out there, that he's actually in us mm-hmm. and we're carrying him around. Yeah. We are carrying him around. And then our lives are the bread. Yeah. John uses just a little bit different imagery. Um, he says that, um, you know, that we, he sent, Jesus says that he sends us out a sheep among wolves. Yes. And that yes. he said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, then you have no part with me. And the whole imagery to me is Jesus, you know, um, his in leading up to his crucifixion, the scripture says he was like a lamb led to the slaughter, that um, he did not utter a word. Yeah, and so yeah. it's this imagery that Jesus, his mission and our mission is to carry the weight of our calling into the world, the gospel message, um, no matter what the circumstances and that even in, you know, Peter even talks about this, even in our suffering and even in, you know, maybe not in this part of the world, but even in the suffering of the saints across, you know, the world, um, that that would be to the glory of God that, that um, because it, it's that message, like how would the Roman soldier at the cross ever known realize, you know, John says that he says, surely this was the sin of God, but it wasn't until he crucified him and it was, he was dead. It's, it's this whole picture that Christ paints at crucifixion, you know, walking that road and ultimately ending in resurrection and then showing up in these pockets and giving faith and energizing these people to go out and do the exact same thing. And that's what they do. I mean, who lays down their life? I mean, that today, that's a slightly, we might a little bit understand that, but in that day that was foreign to i mean we get hospitals from this movement we get elementary you know we get people who are willing to go into um uh, plague infested areas to to give um to give health help to people you know that was that's unheard mm. of in that time but because yeah, the way the power out. power is yes. not given by sacrificing yourself it's by sacrificing someone else or yeah. Yeah. or or exactly or power demonstrating yes, power exactly. by over uh, ruling yes. over yeah that's the yeah. kingdom of this earth yeah. and not the kingdom of god yeah yeah, yeah. it's sir yeah yeah that's so, so you know i mean so so again i think what we're trying to get across to us you know to everybody today is that uh you know the world Again, back to Luke 24, is that the, the, the world is going to know Jesus through the breaking of bread. Mm-hmm. And using that imagery of we are the body of Christ. Right? Through the breaking of us. Right. Our lives being broken, sacrificed, given to someone else. Becomes leaven. Becomes leaven. Yeah. Here, here it comes back to this imagery, right? Mm-hmm. The kingdom of God is like leaven. We got bread imagery. Yeah. So here we are, okay? Let's just take this real time. Let's just let's just think about this real time. Um, let's say that you're at work today, and you notice a coworker that's sad and discouraged, right? Mm-hmm. Well, well, we just like Jesus, we come on this journey that they're on from Jerusalem to Emmaus, mm-hmm. and we. We get down, and, and it's not that we're here to try to convince them of anything. We're just journeying with them. That's good. Breaking our 
ourselves, sacrificing. Okay, what it, so, so as we are doing that, right, as we are doing that, let's stop here a second. What's the, probably the greatest sacrifice that we are today? What is the problem? I'm just saying, I know we live in a very sheltered, yeah, yeah, yeah. but what is it that we are probably faced with more than ever that we have to sacrifice in order to help somebody else? Time. Time. Mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Right? Just time. So all of a sudden, we take time out for that coworker. We're listening to them, and they may be like completely off base, or maybe they're st- maybe they're dealing with something. You just say, "Man, this is kind of crazy. I don't know why you're doing that, or why you're experiencing it." But it doesn't matter. I'm coming in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Now Jesus even corrects them. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing wrong with us not correcting people. Like you know, I'm just saying, all of a sudden you're giving them another mm-hmm. uh, insight or wisdom. But as you're there and you're sitting with them, you're breaking yourself and you're giving them bread. Yeah. And in their discouragement, their lack of strength, mm-hmm. right? Lack of strength. And you guys is listening. I'm using the, I'm, I'm using <laughs> my fingers. Okay. Saying quote unquote, <clears throat> uh, lack of strength. We are giving them provision or sustenance. We're, we're handing our lives to them mm-hmm. and we're giving them what they need. Mm-hmm. That's a sacramental life. Yeah. Yeah. Who is your office place? may be is right now have uh, they're blinded by that's politics that's good or by un, yeah unrest or by um, unforgiveness stru- yeah unforgiveness, unforgiveness. Yeah. Uh, or you know grief yeah um, I mean what whatever you know what I'm saying yeah. whatever else right I mean some type of sin yeah some type of bondage yeah I mean, you know just whatever blinded yep making poor addiction mm-hmm. whatever it is yeah and we come down in the middle of it and we're not there to be the correction police. No. But we just step. And don't be time for, for us to be able to impart truth. Mm-hmm. But what are we doing? We're journeying with them. Yeah. But be what are we doing? With them in their Emmaus. Yeah. And that's good. And them back into that's good. Jerusalem. Yeah. That's good. Uh, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really, really good. And because everybody, uh, we've all been on an Emmaus road. Mm-hmm. And part of that is that, like last week, I think it was you was talking about uh, that the Lord prepares a table before us in the midst of the enemies. I've been thinking a lot about that this week, but there's there's a vulnerability to a table in the middle of a battlefield. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first hurdle is that you're willing to yeah. go and take a seat in the middle of fire. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Or to praise God, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, it's, that, it's that with Jehoshaphat. Remember yeah. that in the Old yeah. Testament? I can't remember where that's at. Maybe Chronicles, First Chronicles 20 or Second Chronicles 20. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Now, hold on. The way you're going to defeat them, you're going to send the praisers out front. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, what is yeah. that? You know what I'm saying? What, this, yeah. what, kind of, what kind of battle strategy yeah. is that? Right? Yeah. right? So we go and we break our lives mm-hmm. and we give them to people and they get to partake. Mm-hmm. And taste and see that the Lord is good. And, but what do we do? And all of a sudden, just like these disciples here in Luke 24, they were made known. Mm-hmm. He was made known to them through the breaking of bread. Yeah. I mean, he says that in verse 35. They ran back to Jerusalem and they told about the things which had happened on the road and how he was known, recognized to them in the breaking of bread. Their hearts were burning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could go there and talk about that for a while. You know, it says, did not our hearts burn within us when he was talking to us about the scripture? Man, when when, when he was journeying with us and just talking with us. What to be a a bird in the in the room when he was going through the scripture? It'd be nice to know exactly what he's saying. (laughs) Yeah, so so we're all guessing, right? They were already 
So, okay, this is off topic. They were kind of already sensing that the something was up with this guy, right? But then it was confirmed later. Yeah. Is that what they were saying about that? How yeah. Burn? I believe that they, they, something was coming alive. And I think it's 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 John six sixty three. You know, the, the, the words I speak to you are spirit and they mm-hmm. are life. And I think something was coming alive within them as he was talking. So it's yeah. kind of like a hindsight. It's like, of course it was Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, it's... Well, it's they invited yeah. him in. Yeah. I mean, that, like they, they, they did, like you said yesterday. Yeah. When yeah. you, you know, when something, when that, yeah. you yes. know, when that's moving, you, you want, you don't want to go away from it. They invite yeah. the guy, a stranger, in. And then, yeah, so, so <clears throat> it's sort of, I think in Luke's mind, it's that progressive nature of the seed coming in. You know, he gave, he, he explained to them and there, there's something there drawing to him. But then in the moment, you know, and maybe, maybe, we could relate it on a more personal level. It's that moment that we can all go back to when God, you know, was, revealed Himself yeah. to us in our own it's, personal. It's like life. an Ebenezer. It's an Ebenezer moment, yeah. and so you, you, it's something that yeah. they can go back. And and partially, we talk about it all the time. Scripture in itself is retrospective. The New yes. Testament yes. is going back and having to look and find, see Jesus, or see the Old Testament through the lens of Jesus. Absolutely. And it's the same way I think in our lives. I think that's what they were doing. Yes. They they were able to go back and say, oh, wait a second, that that was him all along. You know, it's like this whole idea. It's like, you know, Jesus, uh, that really was the Son of God. And so now they go back and they're remembering those things. I think it's beautiful how Luke laid it out in that passage. I mean, that's a that's a piece of art right there. It, it There's is. a lot more oh, to that because yeah. Emmaus was a battle. Um, it was a famous battle, and Maccabees talks about it. Oh, wow. So it, it would have been like Gettysburg imagery, like this idea of like, you know, if we go to Gettysburg, what do we think of when Gettysburg? Gettysburg is this place that was a war, war civil, civil war. war. So Luke's using this imagery of a famous battle of the Maccabees where they fought for Yahweh. Um, as a way of opening their eyes to a new interpretation of who Jesus, Jesus is, is and who God is. It's beautiful. It's, it's so, so cool. Beautiful. So yeah. cool. Yeah. So I, this is our encouragement today. We're going to wrap this up uh, is that, you know, just see your life as sacramental. Again, we defined that already, but God is present with you. Okay. He doesn't like come and go. He's living in you. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yeah. And glory, a simple definition of glory is a, a seen characteristic of God. So it's Christ in you, and there is a hope, an expectation for a seen characteristic of God to come in out of your life to the world. And you're bread. You're a bread man. Today you are delivering the Heiner's bread to your workplace, to your homes, that people can go and taste and see if the Lord is good. We have something that the world needs. That's, That's right. That, we may have the everybody, answer everybody needs that bread. unlocks somebody's... We sometimes take it for granted so that we so that good. people know these things, but you know the simple truths of the kingdom, a lot of people don't, know. don't see, and they're blinded That's so true. by the lie of the enemy about their wow. past, and, and, and they're enslaved in that. So, yeah, we may have the answer that somebody needs we just have to open up our mouth and Paul used uh, Acts 17 Paul taught an entire sermon and he never used the name Jesus and right. led them people to the Lord because yep. so you can you don't have to feel like you have to preach to somebody right. you're, yeah, you're just good. You're, you're teaching them who that's they good. are that's good and who God's created them that's so be. good so, so bread again bread is an essential yes these are essential elements drink he said my body is food indeed my blood is drink indeed food and water are basic necessities Yes. And we have the basic necessities yeah. that, that people need. 
bare necessities. The bare necessities, <laughs> the simple um, bare necessities. I'm sorry, that's a... Anyway, we want to thank you guys for joining us today on the Paleo Podcast. We're so excited about getting this up and running. It's been a little while since we actually posted something like this. We look forward to having some more conversations uh, in the future. So God bless you guys. Have a great, great, great uh, day, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>